Welcome to our class from Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very beautiful and powerful and deep Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Bossi Lagani. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Yud Shvat, the 10th day of the month of Shvat, in the year Tafshin Membez. Now, what's beautiful about this Chassidic discourse, many of the Chassidic discourse the Rebbe said were on Shabbat, so they only have like a written uh, man, uh, transcript of what the Rebbe said. Here, Baruch Hashem, you have the video, you have the audio, so you can listen to it, you can watch the Rebbe saying the Mimer, so it creates a much more powerful connection to the Chassidic discourse. Also, the Chassidic discourse of Yud Shvat, the Rebbe goes through and he brings in every one of the Chabad Rebbeim, including the Chassidic Rebbeim, the Balshantav and the Magid, and we'll soon see in the Chassidic discourse itself. And also there's a very, very revolutionary idea about the idea of the Tzimtzum, which we'll learn as we learn in the Mimer. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse of Shir Hashirim, Song of Songs from King Solomon that says, Bossi Lagani Achoisi Kalo. I came to the garden, my garden, my sister, my bride. And the Rebbe said it's known, the famous Hasidic discourse from the previous Rebbe, that he gave out to learn in honor of Yud Shvat, the first Yud Shvat, on that Shabbat, and afterwards, obviously for Yud Shvat's afterwards. And he starts off, based on what it says in the Medrash, on Shir Hashirim, that when the verse says, it doesn't say Basi Lagan, I came to a garden, but it says Lagani, to my garden, Lagnuni, what does it mean to my garden? In other words, the, what the Medrash is saying is Hashem is saying, I came to the garden in the place where I was originally. Why? Because originally the Shekhinah, Hashem's presence was down here in this physical world. And unfortunately, by people sinning, Hashem he concealed himself and was less revealed in the world up until the point when it started the process of seven righteous people and every one of the righteous people starting to learn and pray and do mitzvot they started to make Hashem more revealed in the world up until the seventh which was Moshe Rabbeinu and we know the seventh is the most beloved and they brought down the Shekhinah down to this world Lagani, my original garden where Hashem was originally revealed into this physical world, which this world is called Tachtin, the lowest world where God is the most concealed, and Tachtin, She'en Lamata, Amen, is the lowest level of non-concealment, so Hashem became again revealed through the seven righteous people, and specifically at the end through Moshe Rabbein, who was the seventh. What happened afterwards? Hashem said to make the Mishkan, and it says in the, in the prophets, the Yishkanu La'ad that through the fact that we make the Mishkan, Hashem will dwell in this world forever. How does that happen? So it happens through the Amech, through the, the nation, which is Kulam Tzadikim, we're all righteous people. Why? Why are we all righteous people? Because we all receive the Torah from Hashem, from Hashem. And it says, Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe, the Torah is an inheritance of each and every one of us. So we all have a connection to the Torah. And when we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, we cause the Shekhinah to come down to this world. That knows the Shekhinah that originally was in this world. We bring it back down again in this world in a way that it's steady, consistent, and everlasting. And we bring it down weird, literally down to this world. So the Rebbe says, even though it says, Istalik, Yikara, the Kuchabrichu, 
which means literally translated, istal comes from the word of istalchus. Istalchus means it leaves. The beauty of Hashem leaves, like for example, a day of a passing is called a, a istalchus, when the person passes away. So he explains over there. What does it mean, istalchus? That Hashem's infinite uh, light is felt in this world, istalchus, and he uses the term of istalchus of leaving, because since the revelation, and the drawing down is in a way, unfortunately, which is con- con- concealed and in constrained and limited. So that's why it's called istalic, because it's not fully revealed. But on the other hand, it's revealed. What's revealed? The infinite light is revealed into this world. So on one hand, it's the infinite light that's revealed. On the other hand, because it's not fully revealed, because we're living in a finite world, that's why it uses the expression of istalic. But nevertheless... Since we're drawing down the infinite light of Hashem that was originally in this world, so we need it to come down into the physical world, into this physical world which we call Takhtan, where God is most concealed. And that's why when it says, which means Hashem is going to dwell into this world forever, is also included in the, in the commandment of the Asuli Migdash, where Hashem commands us to make a Migdash a holy place, and when we make it, Hashem will dwell in there. How does that happen? So in the Mishkan, we took the 13 or the 15 items, physical things, of, of this physical world, and we used those 13 slash 15 items to make a Migdash for Hashem, where it says, and then Hashem dwells in there. Because we know that a Migdash, a holy place for Hashem, means Hashem is there, is called a Mishkan where Hashem dwells, and Hashem dwells is called a Migdash. How does that happen? By taking the physical items and making the world, make, making it a Migdash for Hashem. And that causes Hashem to dwell in this world. Not only in the world, but Hashem dwells in every single one of us. What does it mean Hashem dwells in every one of us? Hashem dwells in every one of us in our hearts. Why? Because who brings the gifts to the Mishkan? We bring it. But what's inspiring us to bring it? Our heart. Because our heart can be busy with self-indulgence, but instead our heart is drawn to bring God into the world. So when we're drawn to bring godliness into the world, what we do is actually actually bringing God into our heart. Because who brings the 13 or 15 things in a divlev? Our heart brings it. So when we build a mishkan and a migdash for Hashem, we're drawing godliness into, into us. Now what happens when we built the mishkan... So what was the mainstay of the Mishkan, a dwelling place for Hashem, was the crush and the planks that created the walls for the Mishkan. As the verse says clearly, you should make the planks for the Mishkan, and it says you should make them out of Atzei Yishitim Akesha wood. Oinen, they were standing. What is the idea of a keresh? What's the idea of a plank? You know, so you take the Atzei Yishitim the Akesha wood, because Atzei Shittim, so the literal translation referring to the type of wood. But Shittim also comes from the word of Shtus, which means idea of silliness. In other words, what does that mean? Why are we taking Atzei Shittim? So one is physically to build a Mishkan. But Shittim represents the idea of silliness. And as we take the silliness, what is the silliness? Because the fact is every one of us want to be connected to God. Why are we sometimes not connected to God? Because something silly goes off in our head or in our heart. And there's the reason why somebody will not do what Hashem wants. Or will do the opposite of Hashem wants. No normal person would go against Hashem. Hashem created you. Hashem maintains us. But the reason why we do it is because a ruach shtus, a silly thought, a spirit came into us. So we take that ruach shtus and we transform it into making a mishkan. 
Because the fact is, every single Jew is not capable to do something which is not the will of Hashem. Anyone that's con- that connects Hashem would ne- never rebel against Hashem. And as the Rebbe brings in the Zoyar, the Zoyar says clearly, The Torah says, a soul that will sin. So what does the Zohar say? Even when someone is sechta, someone sins. And if someone sins, let's even say, not intentionally, but by mistake. So the Zohar says, to have it's a wonder. How can it be that someone would sin? Because the fact is, even though it says that for a tzaddik, a righteous person, no sin will ever happen, so how can a person go ahead and do a sin? In other words, and Torah, and the Rebbe says, Torah's MS, Torah of truth, and Torah of life asks the question, how is it possible? And, and how is it possible happens because it's a silliness that happened. So we take the Atsay Shittim, we take from the silliness, which is connected to the, to the, to the, 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 uh, the Kroshim, which has the same letters as Sheker, as falsehood, we take from the silliness, and we take from the falsehood of the world, and we bring it to make the Mishka, and we bring it to base of Mikdash. In other words, even though we know MS Hashem Lo'ilam, that the truth of Hashem is really what the world is. In other words, the Torah brings the Ramam writes in the beginning of the laws of Yesodi Atari, the foundation of Atari, in the first chapter. In other words, that really it's MS Hashem Lo'ilam. So, how does a person come to sin? In other words, because what happens is the truth of Hashem really, that's the thing we should see. We should see God and godliness. But what happens is, unfortunately, in this physical world, God is sometimes concealed. And we have to work on loving Hashem and being in awe of Hashem. And how do we come to be love and awe of Hashem? Since the world, unfortunately, we don't naturally see it. So we meditate on, 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 on we meditate with our chachma, with our intellect. And afterwards, we use Bina to develop it. There doesn't use the word Bina, but then we go down to the idea of Das, apply it, which basically ever said that's the three levels of Chabad. Chachma Bina Das, you meditate about the greatness of Hashem. Now, what's the purpose of meditating? That's why you'll come to love Hashem. You'll be in awe of Hashem. Now, why do we do that? That's, that's to, 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 uh, um, nullify the concealment of exile and to reveal the truth that the truth is Amas Hashem Lo'ilam. And as we take, so what do we do? We take from the opposite of Emes Hashem Lo'ilam. We take from the Ruach Shtus, from the silliness. We take from the Shekhar, and we transform it into the fact that Emes Hashem Lo'ilam. We take from the falseness. And you take from Shekhar, from the falsehood that Hashem is not, not real. And you make a carrot, a carrot, a carrot for the Mishkan. And that's how you make the crush, and that's how you make the planks in the Mishkan that are oinged and that are standing. What's the idea of the, the, the spiritually the, the, the planks are standing? It's, that's similar to, we know it says when the, when the angels serve Hashem, it says, Malachim oindim, they stand and they serve Hashem. And like the Medrash says, that it actually compares the srafim oindim imaloi, the angels that are standing on high and serving Hashem, and they actually, the Medrash connects it with the idea of the Krushim that are standing. But however, when we build the Krushim, it's not only standing, we actually come to an addition. Because we come, we become shakers and movers, bringing God and godliness amongst the one that stand. The standing and serving Hashem, but then there's moving and serving Hashem. How do we do that? When we go ahead and we see, so we make the Mishkan. What does that mean? We take the idea of We take darkness and we transform it into light. We take something which is not godly and we make it godly. 
Or we take something which is bitter and negative and bring it, make it sweet and positive. And we do it not in a way to just stand, the, the, uh, keep the bar the way it is. We actually go higher than the bar. Up to the point that the addition is much greater and you can't even compare it to you before. Up to the point where we reach a level that Hashem is dwelling without limits. And that's called Genuni, the garden of Hashem, where Hashem was originally pleasant, present. So our avoid in this world is to create the original Genuni that Hashem was originally pleasant, and even more. What does that mean? We make a, a garden for Hashem. What does that mean as a garden for Hashem? That Hashem is dwelling there with His whole essence. And like it says in, 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 the, in the prophets, that even though the heaven and the heaven of the heavens cannot contain the infinite part of Hashem, but however, this house, referring to the base of Migdash, and specifically in the base of Migdash, we're able to affect Veshachanti Besoicham, we're in the base of Migdash. And not only in the physical base of Migdash, but literally in the heart of every single Jew, Hashem could dwell in and will dwell in. How do we do that? By being in a divlay, by bringing what you have to, to the base of Migdash. And then when you, when you affect the Veshachanti in yourself and to your heart, then you have a Veshachanti also in the, in the Mishkan, which is called the Migdash. Up until the literal base of Migdash, which we're going to have the third base of Migdash, Rabbi Rebbe says, with the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, which is going to happen very, very soon through Mashiach Tzitkenu. So that's our avoida to bring Hashem down into this world in a revealed way. Now, since what's our goal? Our goal is to take our silliness of our mistakes of not being connected to Hashem and reconnecting to Hashem. So how do we do that? So we do that by 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 taking the, the silliness, which is not for positive things, and making it for positive things, but positive off the charts, in other words, from the falsehood of the world, there should be crushing beams that are standing tall to Hashem, and it should be standing up to the point where it's not only standing, but it's mahalchem, it's actually moving, there's constant growth in getting close to Hashem. So how do we do that? So the way we do that is through war, a holy war. Now we need to fight the war that what should not be revealed should be our shtus, our silliness, or the the the, the, the falsehood of the world. But what should be revealed is Hashem, that Hashem is the leader of the world. Hashem is reality. Now, how do we do that? We have to wage war, a spiritual war. Now, in order to be successful in the war, you have to have the right tools. What tools do you need to be successful in the war? So, Rebbe said, you have to bring out your etzem hanefesh the essence of your soul. So if you want to be successful in bringing God into your life, into your soul, into the, into this world, you have to bring out the essence of your soul. And Because when you bring out the essence of the uh, of your soul, the Rebbe says it's a guarantee that you're going to be successful. So if you're sleeping, you're sleeping. But if you bring out the essence of your soul, the Rebbe says it's a guarantee you're going to be successful. God will be in your heart and soul. And God will be in this world. And the same thing also where it says Hashem Kim's voice, that God is also called a, 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 a tzava, he fights in the war. In other words, because Hashem also does war. Like it says in the Medrash, 
that Hashem does war, and then when Hashem goes to war for the Jewish people, that awakens what it says in the prophets, Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker, that the Nitzchias, the everlasting part of the Jewish people, he's, he's not, he, is going to stand strong, we're always going to remain, remain connected to Hashem, which is Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker, which is opposite of the falsehood of the world. And our, our truth of our connection to Hashem is going to be revealed. And that will ultimately bring the ultimate victory in the war. And that gets completed through Tzivois Hashem when the soldiers in God's army bring out their Nefesh and we wage war that God should be revealed, then we will be successful in the war. And matter of fact, when the Jewish people left Egypt, what was our name when we left Egypt? We were called Tzivois Hashem. We were called soldiers in God's army. Because we had to go out of the first exile and we needed to be armed. We had to wage war. That was all about Hashem. And ever since then, ever since we left Egypt, every one of the Jewish people are still called a soldier in God's army because we are constantly fighting the war of Hashem. Like it says in the prophets, Ani nevresi koini, that the reason why we were created was to serve Hashem. We're here to serve Hashem. So therefore we're constantly at war to make sure that we're serving Hashem and not, God forbid, serving anything else. And where are we serving Hashem specifically in this physical world where God is concealed? By doing what? By taking this dark world, which is dark. You don't see God and godliness, but bringing light into the world. Just like we just did a whole Hanukkah, but we have to do it a whole year. We have to bring light to the world. In other words, we have to be successful in getting rid of the darkness and the concealment. And what we should have is that the light and the revelation of Hashem should be should be paramount in our life. And like we see by 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 the king, and we know that when a king goes to war, so in order to be successful in war, he doesn't go out to war. All the treasures are released, and not only his treasures, but the treasures of his, of, 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 the, of the kingdom of his father, and, he, and that he normally will never ever touch. But in order to be successful in the war, he uses everything. And the expression that we use in a way of bizbuzz. There's no there's no no limits, no no calculations. We're waging war, you take any tool you can take. And you give the people that are waging the war anything they need. So that same thing also for the Sivas Hashem, the people that are waging the war of Hashem to bring light to the world. There's no limits. We have everything we need. Now, what is the treasure? What is the treasure, the most important treasure that we need? The most important treasure is Yerushalayim. We should be in awe of Hashem. And like he explains in the Chassidic Discourse, when a person has awe of Hashem, that's the treasure that we need to be successful in the war. But there is not only a spiritual treasure of Yerushalayim, but literally physical treasures that Hashem helps us in whatever we need, that we should be successful in the war. Up until the level where we have Padda Bishalim Nafshi, that we're, we are successful in the war and it's done in a way of peace. Like it's explained in many, many places in Chassidus, that the ultimate of, of Padda Bishalim, that our souls redeemed in peace, that we'll have it not, God forbid, through fighting. And the same thing also, this redemption from this exile that we're in, which is the last exile. Knows we don't need even McCrubbly people that are close to me. We don't need anyone to help us. But it happens in the way of Padre B'Shalem, total peace. Knows a true redemption. Like it says in the times of King Solomon, his name was King Solomon, and there was peace in his days. Knows you want ultimate redemption. And not only that, which hopefully it will be, uh, more than that will be when Mitchell Mashiach comes, we'll have the ultimate peace in a complete, complete way. Now, so what do we see from here? That we are living in a time where we're at war. 
What's the war? The war of the world that God has concealed, the war of the falsehood of the world, that God is not necessarily so revealed. Our job as Tzivah Hashem, we're soldiers in God's army, is that God should be revealed. And Hashem gives us what we need. Yerushamayim, and everything we need to be successful in the war. So now the is going to explain what are these powerful treasures that Hashem gives us. We just said Hashem gives us, what are the treasures that Hashem gives us? In other words, so in order to understand what the treasure is on high, and based on this, we'll understand how it's down here. Because every because so in in the in the twelfth chapter, because as we know, the the Hasidic discourse of Yud Shvat is in twenty chapters, and every year we study one chapter in depth. So in the chapter twelve, which we're studying in depth this year, <coughs> which is corresponds to this twelfth chapter in the, in the original Hasidic discourse of Yud Shvat, Yud Shvat, of Yud Shvat, so he explains as follows. So the Rebbe says, it says as follows, that in the 12th chapter is, 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 in the, is, is part of the series of the, tw- of the 20 chapters. So, and this is now the second, you know, this so that this guy we're learning is in the year Tavshim and Beis. So the first series was, the first time was in Chav Beis, that was the 12th, and then Mem Beis was the second time. So there was the general, the general, uh, so the discourse is 20, 20 chapters. And every year we learn what, one of the chapters. And then we do it again. So we, you know, we, we, at this point, we never said this, this course, it was the second series of 20. And Rebbe says an interesting idea that what's the second idea of 20? You know, 20 in Hebrew is chaf. So it's twice chaf. Now we know that in the alphabets, in the Hebrew alphabets, generally speaking, you have aleph, you have a bays, bays, etc. But there are five letters <coughs> which are double. So for example, the five letters are man tzipach. Mem, there's a regular mem and a final mem. There's a nun and a final nun. There's a tzaddik and a final tzaddik. There's a pay and a final pay. And there's a chaf and a final chaf. The letters that are double are also associated with, with gu'ula, with redemption. I'm not going to get into it right now in depth, but it's brought in many, many places. The reason why it's redemption is because one, you're one alone. So you, that's not redemption. When you get together with somebody else, that's redemption. Or because one, the second letter is an end letter, so that's also redemption. But the point is that every one of the letters are, speak a different redemption of the Jewish heat one out. For example, matter of fact, um, pay is referring to the redemption of going out of Egypt. And chaf is referring to the, um, no, tzaddik is where the one when Mashiach comes. That's the ultimate redemption to be with the tzaddik. So the Rebbe says that the letters of Man Sepach all associate with redemption. One of the letters are the letter Chaf. It has to do with redemption. Lech Lecha, it's connected to Avram Avinu. It says twice. Lech Lecha, which you see, that, that's the level of redemption refer, reference to Avram Avinu specifically. But the, the, but the point is that Chaf has to do with redemption. So the series is 20, which has to do with redemption, and that was the second time, so that's double redemption. Now what's interesting is, we're now at the fourth series, um, because we're ready four times 20 years, we're in the fourth series, so we have four times redemption. Anyway, but the point is, Rebbe says like this, um, and the, the explanation in the 12th, the 12th on the second time, Rebbe's explaining is similar to what he explained in the first, the first, time, the first, first go around. Okay, so he explains like this. Now we're going to go into explaining what is the treasure that Hashem gives us, and he explains as follows. So he explains it based on what it says in the Zohar. And the Zohar says, Oyr ain't safe. The Oyr ain't safe. Oyr means light. Ain't safe is infinite. So it says, the Zohar says, Lamaila, Maila, it's all the way, all the way on high. Aden Ketz, no limit. Olamatamata, and it's very, very low. Aden Tachlis. So the Zohar says, when we say to Oyr ain't safe, light of infinite, 
It's all the way high and all the way low. Okay, what does that mean? When we when the when the when the Zohar says it's really really on high, no limits. That's the treasure. The treasure is higher and higher without no limits. That's the treasure. And that's the treasure Hashem gives us. What treasure Hashem gives us is the Irene Saifulamailamailadinkets. Now, so we want to know what this is. What is this treasure that's all the way Lamailamailadinkets? So the Rebbe says, in order to understand the powerful idea and this tremendous treasure, which is really, really so high, so he starts explaining uh, the opposite. What does it mean, Lamata? The infinite light goes down lower and lower and lower until no end. In other words, when we'll see the power of the light that it can go so low, then we'll understand the power of the light, how high it was originally. Powerful stuff. Okay. And he explains, explains as follows <clears throat> When we say Oyrein Saif, what does Oyrein Saif mean? And Rebbe says, it's self-understood, like it's explained in many, many places, and he quotes from Eitz Chaim, and it says like this, that initially, when Hashem created, before Hashem created the world, Hashem, it was only infinite. In order for Hashem to create the world, so he, so he created an empty space, and then he drew down a cob, a fine line into the world. But originally, the Oyrein Saif filled that empty space. Before he made it empty, that Oyrein Saif filled the empty space. Now, <clears throat> this oil that filled the empty space, what is it called? It's called Urain Saif. The infinite light filled the empty space. So, Yerba says, generally speaking, in most places, when we say Urain Saif, we say like this there's Saif, this infinite, and then there's the oil, the light that comes from Ain Saif. So, Ain Saif is infinite, and you have the light that comes from infinite. Here, Yerba is saying, no, no, no. Not that the light comes from the infinite, and this is a revolutionary idea of this chapter, Perikid Bays, and the Free Degrees Rhyme, and Deborah's going to explain it here. But actually, the air itself is ain't safe. The air is infinite. Before we go further, let's make sure we get it. Normally, Deborah explains is that you have infinite, and you have a light that comes from infinite. Light is a ray. But here we say, no, no, no. The Oyrin Saif means that Oyr itself is infinite. Now, but there is one second. What are we saying here? The, the Friedrich was saying uh, that Oyrin Saif means that the light itself is infinite. What does Oyr mean? Oyr means a, a ray of light. And it, a, it's a light, and it's a ray of light. Now, but nevertheless, the light is the expression Kabbalah is Oyr me ein hamur. It comes from the from the source of light, and the source of light <coughs> is ain't safe in its complete level. The more the source of light is infinite in its complete level, and even higher, and higher than any limitation of a higher and lower, it's infinite. So there are the same components that's in ain't safe, where it's infinite, there's no higher or lower, it's infinite. The air also has Ein Saif component in it. Powerful. So air Ein Saif, what they're saying is that the air, the light, has the same components as Ein Saif. 
And that's what came down in, into this world. But the question of its infinite, how is it coming down to this world? So Rebbe explains, in order, in order for this infinite Ur, which again, it's not the light from the inside, but the light itself is infinite. In order for this light and this ray, which is infinite, to come down into this world, it's impossible. This world is finite. So there had to be a symptom, which means that the, the infinite light was contracted in some way, in shape or form. And through the symptom, you're able to create physically this world. But nevertheless, even when you create the phys- this physical world, the Ur, Ein Soif, this light, which is infinite, it still remains infinite, the, in down in this world, even in the level without limits, believable. And like he explains at length in chapter 12. In other words, let, let's, get, let's make sure we get this. Ein Soif is infinite. In order for Hashem to create the world, so he in the space before he created the symptom there was Uyrain Saif. So what they're saying over here is not the way it's normally understood. That not that the light comes from Ain Saif, no, but the light has an Ain Saif component. But in order for, for this light to come down into this world, and we say down, we mean where Hashem is concealed. In order to create a world where God is concealed, if you have infinite, then God's gonna be revealed. So the symptom accomplished, it's a magical idea. That in this physical world, you can have infinite, and we look at it as finite, and that's the power of infinite. In other words, almost like it's like it's like it's like it's it's like a, it's like tricking us to think that we're living in a finite world. The truth is, the light in this world is infinite. Through the symptom, we think that we exist, you exist, the building exists, everything else. The reality is, it's all infinite. The power of Hashem is He was able to create a symptom. That we look at, we see physical things, we see higher and lower and yesterday and tomorrow. But that's all because of the symptom. But the reality is, no, it's really infinite. Based on this, again, just to recap, what we're saying is that in this world you have Urain Saif, which the Ur really is infinite, but the symptom causes us to think that it's, that it's finite. So based on this, Rebbe explains, and especially like it says in the beginning of Hasidic discourse, that what what's what's physically down in this world, but God is concealed. What did Hashem say? Basi I game Lagani, my garden. In other words, Lignuni, the place I am here. Hashem is revealed here. In other words, Basi Lagani, I came to the place where the infinite light is here. Now it makes sense. I came to the place I was here because Hashem it, it was here and is now back here, and in in, in in the infinite light is here. We don't see it that way because of the symptom. Now, even though there's a symptom, so it looks like it's finite, and it looks like God is not here. So specifically in the symptom, specifically where you think God is not there, specifically over there is Gani, Gnuni, the Garden of Hashem. And what does that mean, the Garden of Hashem? The not only even deeper, those are the key words, the essence of the infinite Hashem is in this world, which is actually more than Ein Saif, because Ein Saif means there's no limit, the essence of Hashem is beyond no limit, now how do we create the reality that Hashem 
the infinite of this Hashem should be Lagani revealed in this world. That happens through our actions and our avoido, our spiritual work that we do in this world. And in this world which is created through a tzimtzum, literally in this physical world where there's no greater concealment than in this world. <clears throat> By us doing our actions and our spiritual service of learning Torah, praying, doing mitzvahs, we reveal the essence of Hashem in this world. And Rebbe says this is based on what the Arizal says in the classic book of Eitz Chaim in the beginning and in other books of Mavisharim, Eitz Chaim and other, many other places that in the beginning the infinite light of Hashem was simple and that filled up the empty space. In other words, that the infinite light of Hashem filled up the empty space. And because the infinite light filled up the, the empty space, you weren't able to have a world. So you have to create a symptom so that the, so that the cow should come down through the symptom. And through that, you're able to create the whole process of going down from one world to the next. And specifically down in this world, you're able to connect to the Atmos of Mahos, the essence of Hashem. And by us doing our avoido of nitzachoyim, as we we're, we're soldiers in learning and praying and studying and doing mitzvahs, that's how we cause the yishkenu la'ada leha that the infinite Hashem is able to dwell in this world. And as the idea of lignuni, Hashem is revealed here. What's here? The essence of Hashem Himself. <clears throat> And Rebbe says we can connect this with a famous teaching <coughs> that the previous era brings. And here you're going to see the Rebbe is going to start bringing in from all the Rabbeim, all the Hasidic uh, leaders, the Chabad leaders, and the Moshenta and the Magid. And he brings from the, but the, the previous era brings from the Alta Rebbe, based on the verse where it says, Mika Hashem Alekeinu, who is like Hashem our God, the Chol Kareinu, anytime we call him a love to him, we call Hashem. And he brings, so, so he brings the Prithik Rebbe, brings a, a teaching for the Alter Rebbe, that he brings what it says in the Pardus, in the name of the Safri. So it says, Bechol Kreden, we call him a love to him. That's the verse. So what does it say? A love to him, we're calling him, Hashem himself, not to different attributes of Hashem. And the Alter brings, now there was, the, 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 I was going to start invoking all, all the, starting from the Bashem, all the way down to, um, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the Hasidic leaders and the Chabad leaders. And he brings in the Bashem, he brings the Bashem insight, what does it mean that we're reaching out to Elav to Hashem himself and not to the attributes? And afterward, the, the Alter brings the teaching of the Bashem he explains simply the teaching of the Alter Rebbe, that says that when we say a love, we don't mean high, um, uh, uh, higher than lights and vessels, light in a vessel, higher than lights and vessels, and even higher than the light itself. But he says when we say a love, it means, and here's the two key words, we're going to the Hashem himself, to the essence of Hashem himself. And that's the prayer that every one of us, 
When we pray to Hashem, we're praying a love to the essence of Hashem and not to the attributes. In other words, we're praying to Atzmas We're praying to the essence of Hashem Himself. And this is also connected again to what the Baal Shemto says, the first Hasidic leader, and which is brought down in his, his book called Kasa Shemtoiv, that Hashem made many, many tzimtzumim, many contractions of light, many concealments, and many, many worlds, so that what will happen afterwards, a Jew in a place where God is concealed, and concealment is very, very strong in this world that we're in, but nevertheless, a Jew goes ahead and prays and studies and does mitzvahs and works on himself. You, we create oneness with Hashem Himself. So in other words, when we do that, we connect to a place which is higher than all the concealments. And up to the point you can't even talk about concealments because you're connecting to Hashem Himself. Or even say it's not a concealment. You want, the goal is that we do our body, we, you know, even after it's in some, we connect to Hashem Himself. And this is also, so as he brings from that, from the Baal Shem Tov. Now he brings also, which is in line, which with the, with the Magid, which is the second Hasidic leader, that says in his, in his, in his, in his, uh, in his Sefer, in his book, Lakutei Amorim, which is called Eir HaToyra, and he starts off <coughs> that the Jewish people are, the Jewish people, and Hashem is like a relationship between a, a father, a parent, and a child, a parent that wants to play with a child, so the parent's an adult, and the child's a child. So what, so in order for the, ch- the parent and the child to, to have a, you know, to get along, either the child has to all of a sudden become an adult, which that's not possible, or, well, everything's possible, it's not practically possible, or the adult becomes like a child. So what is what happens in, a, in an adult, whether it's a parent or a grandparent wants to play with a grandchild, you stop playing grandchild type of stuff. You get on the floor and you play with them with the puzzles or whatever toys you play with them. In other words, you 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 take yourself from whatever level you're at, and you lower yourself mentally, emotionally, physically down to the child's levels. And obviously, it's it's all understood on a simple level. In other words, when you're playing with the child, who's playing with the child? You yourself are playing with the child. You just so the same thing also when Hashem, when 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 um. That when we connect to Hashem, we connect to the essence of Hashem, higher than all revelations. Like we see practically when the love of a parent or a child is an essential love. It's an essential love. It's an Abba Atzmus, in other words. And the reason why we do that down here, why, do, why does a parent get down to the, a parent, a grandparent get down to the child's level? Because it's an essential love. And why is it down here? Because that's the way it's on high. So we have the ability, just like we can connect to a child and a grandchild on their level, we connect to Hashem the same way also. Hashem connects to us on, a, on a, an essential level. And um, the Rebbe says that's also what we find in the prayer of the Alter Rebbe. So so far we had the the, the Balshemta, the Magid. Now the, we're going back to Alter Rebbe, even though we mentioned it several times already. And with an introduction of which is explained in the in the in, um, in the Shara Yichud from the Mittal Rebbe. So now he's bringing in the Mittal Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe, based on the verse where it says Mi Liba Shamayim. And over there, what is it referring to? Me, who is the Hashem in heaven? Which is referring to the light which is hovers over, which is before the Tzimtzum. And the altar explains in his prayer, like it's brought down in the, in the mitzvah of tefillah, 
from the Tzamech Tzedek. So now he brought in the altar of the Mitzvah and the Tzamech Tzedek, where he says, Mili Bashamayim, who is to Basham in heaven, the Imchalei And the altar explains, I don't want your, your Garden of Eden. I don't need your Garden of Eden. In other words, and the way the way it's, the, the Mitzvah explains in the Shari Yichud, he's referring to that it's referring to Eretz before the Tzimtzum. So I don't even want the light before the Tzimtzum, which is powerful stuff. <clears throat> but what do I want? I want you yourself. I want, and he says in Yiddish, Ich will dir Hashem, He says, I want you yourself. What is it, you yourself? Like we said already several times in the Hasidic discourse, We want to connect to the essence of Hashem. And that's the idea of a love, like we learned before. Not for attributes, even high attributes are before the Tzimtzum. And uh, the author explains, what do I want? I want to connect to the essence of Hashem himself. And now there brings also from the Rebbe Marash. We have the, the Balshemt of the Magad, the altar of the, the Mitla Rebbe, the Tzamek Tzedek. Now he brings the Rebbe Marash that says in many, many places, and specifically in the, in the Hasidic discourse of the year Tafresh Chavzayin, that um, over there he also brings the Hasidic discourse of the Alter Rebbe to understand the idea of Oyrein Soif, which is basically the theme of this mimer, of, of, of this chapter, of chapter 12. And he brings over there and many, many different um, uh, points of the of, of the of, of the Rebbe Marash, and he says as follows: that in the in the Hasidic discourse, discourse of that year, which is called Naftali Ayala Shlucha Hanoisen Imre Shafer, the blessing to Naftali. So it says um, it starts off in Lashon the Keva in a feminine, and he finishes off in Lashon Zacher in, 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 in a male form. And why is that? And he explains on a spiritual level, because everything that happened after the Tzimtzum, once God was concealed, after the contractional light, so Tosh became weak, like like like, like uh, on a female level. And that's why it says in the, in the prophets, Atta Asisa, when referring to Atta Asisa, so the, the, the letter Atta is usually spelled Aleph Tuf Hay, but the Hay is not there. Because the idea is that, that the Hay is missing also because it came weak, became weak on the, on like a female level, because after the Tzimtzum, uh, things become weak because God is not so revealed. But what do we pray and what do we affect through our spiritual work that it should be like before the Tzimtzum? So after the Tzimtzum, it's weak. It's not as strong. But our avoid is it should be stronger than like before the Tzimtzum. But, but even when we're praying for it, not only should it be strong before the Tzimtzum, but even much higher level. In other words, <clears throat> up to the level of higher than higher and lower. And like the uh, prayer of the Alter Rebbe, which is which is uh, brought down in the uh, in Torah of the of the Tzemach Tzedek, which actually becomes a teaching for each and every one of us, anyone that learns it, that anyone can connect to it in the most powerful way, and we can make it part of our life. That what do we want? We want to have Hashem Himself. We want to have Atzmas Amahus. We want to have a union, not with levels, not with higher levels. We want Hashem Himself. And this happens literally. So how do we connect? How do we get to Hashem himself? How do we connect to Hashem himself? We connect to Hashem by, for example, the 13, the 15 items that were brought as a gift to the base of Megdash, the Mishkan, which is referring to the whole world. When we do our work and our transformation, anywhere in the world, and we make this world a dira lo we make this world a dwelling place for Hashem, and specifically in the most lowest places, that's how we create a connection with Atzmas the essence of Hashem. Now, the Rebbe says, even though in this in this um, <coughs> chapter 
he uses the term of tzimtzum lashon yachikus. He's only referring to one type of tzimtzum, one contraction. But nevertheless, Rebbe says it's known from the Baal Shem Tov that Hashem made many, many contractions in, through many, many worlds. And uh, like it's explained at length in the Chassidic discourses, now the Rebbe brings the Rebbe Hashab, which we didn't mention yet. Now he brings the Rebbe Hashab in his classic Chassidic discourse of Samach Bav and many, many places that there's definitely diff- there's many, many tzimtzum. There's many, many contractions of light. And generally, there's three different contractions of light. The first contraction comes from the matzo, the creator, and the creation, which is in the world of Atzilus. Now we know the world of Atzilus, generally speaking, is connected to the Shem Havai Yud Kevav Kev Hashem. Well, that's the infinite name of Hashem. The world of Atzilus is where the infinite starts. That's the first symptom from the from the infinite Hashem to the world of Atzilus, which connects to Yud The second symptom, which goes from the shame Yud to the shame Elokim, and then the third symptom goes from the shame Elokim to where it says in the Torah, "Brachus Bara Elokim as a Shemayim as Hashem created the heaven and the earth, and it was created in a way. How was it created? Not with the revelation of Hashem, because then the world wouldn't exist. But it was created through the concealment of Tzimtzum, so we could have a world. And in reference to all the Tzimtzumim, all the levels, the first, second, and third, the Baal Shanta says, Hashem made many, many Tzimtzumim, many concealments. One concealment after the other, after the other. But what was the purpose of all the Tzimtzumim? What was the purpose of all the concealments? That we... In this world where Hashem is concealed through many, many tzimtzumim, through many concealment, we can connect with the oneness of Hashem. And we can connect to the way where we're totally one with Hashem, where you can't even see the difference between us and Hashem, which is very, very powerful. So what the Rebbe is saying is like this, that on one hand, there's there's concealments, but after all said and done, in the concealments, in this world, we have the power to connect to Atzmas and Mos, the essence of Hashem, up to the point where we're totally one with Hashem. Now, how do we do that? How do we connect? We do it by doing our work and our spiritual transformation of learning, Torah, praying, doing mitzvahs, practicing restraint, transformation. And specifically, like Later on, the Hasidic discourse, the, the previous story explains that we use the treasures of Hashem, of the King of all kings, and Hashem gives us the treasures we need. In other words, since every one of the Jewish people is part of the, a soldier in God's army, Hashem gives us what we need as soldiers. And we do our job, and we're successful in the war, that God should be revealed in this world. And when and as we make this world a godly place, we get the treasures. So we, it's very simple. We have to do our part. Learn, pray, study, do mitzvahs. And Hashem will give us what we need to continue the war, to make the, to make the world a godly place. And when we continue making the world a godly place, Rebbe says, we're going to have the redemption which is true and complete. Because what's going to happen at the, when the redemption is true and complete, what's going to happen? The Rebbe quotes the prophet says, The infinite part of Hashem is going to be revealed in the world. And every single one of us flesh, the flesh itself is going to see Kipi Hashem Dibra Hashem is speaking. And that is mainly going to be the idea of Lagnuni, where Hashem was originally revealed, down in this world, in the world which is so concealed, that's where Hashem is going to be revealed. And Rebbe says it's going to happen very, very quickly in our, in our time, in our days. And we're going to have the base Hamikdash, in the land of Eretz Yisrael, and we know the land of Israel, Hashem is watching it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And we're going to be alive, our souls in our bodies, 
and together with our silver and our gold, uh, spiritual silver and gold, but more importantly, specifically, together with our physical silver and gold in a physical way, which is going to be with our with our families, with our children. We're going to have what, what life and sustenance with tremendous abundance. And you can't take it out from the literal meaning. The literal meaning is that we're going to go very, very soon with the true redemption, the complete redemption, Mashiach with our families, with our elders, with our children, with our with with the whole communities to Eretz HaKodesh, the holy land of, of Eretz Yisrael, V'simchas Oilam Al Roisham. We're going to go with an everlasting joy on our face. And it's going to happen the Yamenu Mamash very quick in our days in a literal literal way in a literal literal way. So again, this is a very very powerful chassidic discourse. Baruch Hashem, you can watch the Rebbe saying the chassidic. It's available on YouTube, and you have the audio available. But you see from here in this chassidic discourse many many points. I just want to talk at one point. The Rebbe saying is that the infinite light of the essence of Hashem is in this world. Yes, there's concealments. But when you pierce through the concealments by praying and studying and doing mitzvahs, what happens then is you connect to the essence of Hashem and you connect it to, 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 to a place that will give you more and more treasures to continue doing your avodah. So the more you do the work, the more you learn, the more you pray, the more you study, we'll have more strength to continue and we'll ultimately have the ultimate redemption and God's willing, our next class will be in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, Irak Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.